Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football subscriber at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. You get a year's worth of exclusive online content at TexasFootball.com. You get three magazines mailed to you before they hit newsstands, including our legendary summer edition. And you get a year of access to Dave Campbell's Texan Live, our streaming service where you can watch thousands of live Texas high school events, including hundreds of live Texas high school football games. It's all part of a Dave Campbell's Texas Football subscription. Get your today at texasfootball.com slash subscribe. Get on up with Dark and Bold from Community Coffee. Look for it at your local grocery or communitycoffee.com. Hi, I'm Jennifer Potter, Executive Director of Be Well Texas. Too many people are struggling alone these days and alcohol and drug deaths are increasing. We started Be Well Texas to offer high quality, science-based addiction treatment and recovery services anywhere, virtually or in person. In many cases, there is no cost for treatment or medications if you don't have insurance, really. Welcome to Be Well Texas. We're glad you're here. Visit BeWellTexas.org. The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by BCR Now. Are you looking for an opportunity to captivate and enhance the experience of those who visit your stadium, arena, house of worship, or business? VCR Now can help you achieve that goal with a total experience. VCR Now is a technology organization that can fulfill your LED, audio, video, lighting, networking, security, and infrastructure dreams. Visit VCRNow.com to learn more. Watch Texas Football Today live every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. And get involved in the conversation using the hashtag TFToday. Yes, yes, y'all. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it is Texas Football Today, a program with microphones. My name is Greg Tupper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live, texasfootball.com, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, all the places, or you'll show us in the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part. Support your local mediocre internet show. I'm sitting here, sitting over there at the helm today, making us sound good. She is the Dutch to the dorks. She's wearing a sweater. She's Ashley Pickle. It is sweater weather it's not it's not but it's really gloomy outside and it's cold in here and i literally sit in the studio all day on thursdays so in the studio it is sweater weather yeah i can get on board that it's just it's a strange phenomenon because it's gonna be sweater weather next week it's gonna be cold next week is it yeah monday the high or sunday the highest like 75 and then um monday the highest 41 i think that doesn't make any sense Get together, Texas. Yeah, it drops like 30 degrees literally in one day. Get together, Texas. Today is Friday, October 27th, 2023. 27 days until Thanksgiving. Happy birthday to Teddy Roosevelt. Oh, nice. President Teddy Roosevelt. Star of Night at the Museum. Mm-hmm. Preceded William Howard Taft. Mm. And then challenged him for the presidency. It was a weird thing. You should read the book. Uh, it's episode 1,681. On today's show, folks, we got Craven Bets, our weekly college football advice segment in which we tell you, hey, maybe take a look at these things. 
with Mike Craven, our senior college football writer, uh, on uh, coming up here in just a moment. And then back half the show, Helpful Honda Mailbag Friday. We asked you for questions, and you delivered. We've got some questions to answer across the state of Texas high school football, college football, recruiting, lifestyle, romance, travel. If you ever have questions, tune in Wednesday and get in our comments and be like, that's that's typing. That's like you dip your head down here. Why do you have to dip your head? Because like you have to look at the keyboard. Like, no, you should not have to look at the keyboard. So what you do is you just you go here and you go. That's bad typing if you have to look at the keyboard. Uh, so we'll get into Helpful Honda Mailbag Friday coming up here at the back half of the program. Uh, reminder, tonight. Let's go. A show finally lives up to its name. Like our show certainly does. We're talking about Texas football, and it is, in fact, today. Tonight, Texas football tonight will do the same. Dave Campbell's Texas Football Tonight, tonight, uh, uh, 7.30 to 10, it is will be Nick Lalpius and Ish, mm-hmm. Ishmael Johnson on the desk going sextabox? Is that what's the... Uh, hextabox. Hextabox? Yeah, it was six. What's... Septabox is seven. Seven. Hexabox. Mm-hmm. Hexabox. Yeah. A hexagon has six sides. Seven is Septabox. Mm-hmm. Eight would be Octabox. Mm-hmm. Nine would be Nanabox? No. I don't know what nine is, but it's not that. Anyway, we'll go six wide on Dave Campbell's Texas Football Tonight. Tonight, 7.30 p.m. on uh, TexasLive.com, as well as YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. Is that right? Mm-hmm. All those places? Yep. Make sure you go check it out. It's free to watch the yeah. biggest games across the state, including, and you guys revealed these on WTF yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, Duncanville, DeSoto, mm-hmm. uh, North Shore, Duncanville, North Shore, Tascosita, North Shore, Tascosita, North Shore, Duncanville, because <laughs> Duncanville is going to be a little busy. Yes. Um, North Shore, Tascosita. Mm-hmm. Uh, the hundredth edition of Mid- the Mid County Madness. Mid County Madness, Bum Phillips Bowl, PNG Nederland. Mm-hmm. So maybe check that out. I don't know. I'm not your mom. Do what you want, but. 7.30 p.m. 7.30 p.m. tonight. Dave Campbell's Texas football tonight. One guy who's going to be a little busy tonight, I presume, is Mike Craven, our senior college football writer and financial analyst, advisor, confidant, advisor. our financial advisor here on Dave at Dave Campbell's Texas football. Uh, he has looked across the board. He loves what he sees on the board, and he's here to share with you in a segment we call Craven Bats. Craven Bets, America's most lucrative segment here on Craven's Corner and on this corner. We make money. We're going to try to make some money here on the college football <laughs> week ahead. It is it is actually, oh, for, for a change, we actually have a bunch of Saturday games, which is uh, thank you, college football, for doing, for like following the schedule that we've all laid out for you. Yeah, getting back to normal. And then next week, you know, the Conference USA midweek stuff is done and dusted. So we're getting back towards everything being on Saturday. I think that's because the NBA and the World Series is going on. And so they, they know those midweek slots aren't as, aren't as uh, easy to get viewers as they used to be. Uh, we're going to start our perusal of your best plays of the week across the state of Texas uh, in, or in Manhattan, Kansas, as the Houston Cougars will make... Boy, first trip to Manhattan ever? Uh, maybe. I would need to look that up. 
uh, going to take on a Kansas State team that is suddenly trying to insert themselves in the Big 12 championship picture. Kansas State is a 17 and a half point home favorite, and you think that 17 and a half may not be enough for the for the Cougs. I watched that TCU-Kansas State game on replay on Sunday. That Kansas State team, not only are they better than most of these Big 12 teams and definitely the, the real challenger to Texas and Oklahoma, they take a perverse pleasure in letting you know that they are more physically dominant than you. And Houston, that is their problem. On the offensive line, on the defensive line, just trying to get to Big 12 caliber guys up in the trenches. They've had two emotional weeks in a row. The West Virginia Hail Mary game to, to beat Dana Holgerson's old club. The comeback against Texas that almost was last week. Feels like going on the road to a place like Kansas State against a team like Kansas State is, is tough news for the Cougars. Uh, we will have lavish praise on Chris Kleiman. We really should just like put a put a, a, a clear marker on this. Kansas State is 15 and six as a home favorite under Kleiman. That's insane. Like against yeah, the spread. He, he's really good. He's really good. He's he's a top 10 football coach in the nation. He's incredible. Let's move on to Denton, where the North Texas Mean Green will welcome in Memphis in an AAC clash. Uh, North Texas uh, is catching seven and a half at home. And you think that the uh, you think the, the Mean Green can stay within a touchdown? I Maybe I'm too low on Memphis. My, my friends in the national media swear to me that Memphis is the biggest challenger to Tulane in the AAC. I already saw Tulane beat Memphis. I, I just, maybe this is the Seth Hennigan stuff. Like we're too close to the trees here on the, on the high school side. Uh, I think North Texas is going to upset one of these teams. They play Memphis, uh, SMU, and UTSA over the next three weeks. I think they get one of them. The defense is getting better. It's not great, but it's getting better. And when that offense is humming, they can score enough points to where it just takes the other team having an off day over there, turning the ball over a few times. I'm not sure if this is the week that North Texas gets a, gets a win, uh, but I definitely think this one's going to be close. They only lost by seven to Tulane. I, I think they're a pretty good football team that's playing better and better football. Yeah, I think I think so. I think the, the the trajectory is very clearly pointed up for North Texas, the team that I mean, you remember back the first couple of weeks we were we were wondering about about the Eric Morris experience, but they they have trended up and, and they they may end up with a with a gnarly record, but it's it, it, there's clearly progress being made uh, in Denton. Um, let's go to Waco uh, as the Baylor Bears will welcome in the Iowa State Cyclones as they continue their tour of the bottom of the Big Twelve. Um, Iowa State is a two and a half point favorite at Baylor, and you think that the Cyclones are going to walk into Waco and come away with a win? Iowa State starting to play better. That pains me to say. I'm kind of a Matt Campbell hater. Uh, I, don't, I don't really hate Matt Campbell. I just hate the hype that he always gets. That he's like in, in line for every single job in the world, even when he's seven and five. I, I just feel like the the game against Cincinnati with with Baylor, like they had to play, like that was them playing really well. And they, they kind of just got out of there with the win with that coming out of the bye week. Uh, it feels like with the UCF game where that kind of felt like uh, a final stand or kind of a last stand and it wasn't going to carry over. I kind of feel that way about the Cincinnati game. They had two weeks to prepare for that one. Uh, I just don't trust this team to, to be able to come back home. They've already lost a couple home games. I don't know if that if, if McLean's going to be rocking. So uh, give me Iowa State. Just their defense is better, more consistent. I can count on them a little bit more. So I'll, I'll go with the Cyclones as much as that hurts. 
not trying to enter the Fade Craven era. Let's consider it a uh, a slander Matt Campbell uh, era. Uh, Iowa State just two and six as a road favorite uh, under Matt Campbell. So consider that when you're placing it. Yes. Uh, let's go. Let's go to uh, I think undisputed the game of the week in St. Louis uh, as the Texas State Bobcats. Uh, look to become bowl eligible. They'll have to do it by upsetting Sunbelt favorite, no worse than co-favorite, Troy, uh, who comes to town. Troy is a five and a half point favorite, and you like the Trojans. I'd push back on you a little bit. Arch Manning may play in Austin. Jimbo Fisher's a loss away from getting canned in College Station. So I, I, I think those are probably the two biggest games in, in the state of Texas. But, you know, Troy's starting to play really good football. I was kind of worried about Troy early in the year as just kind of a G5 nut. Uh, weren't playing as well a defense as they had before. They, they lost the best linebacker in program history after last year. But they're starting to turn it back on. Starting to play really good defense, getting some offense going. They're both coming off an idle week, uh, so both had two weeks to, to, prepare, to prepare for this one. It just feels, again, it feels like a too soon situation for Texas State, where maybe this is a year away from being able to punch in this weight class. We're going to find out a lot about the Bobcats and that offense. Um, they've been playing well so far, but I'm going to take Troy. Um, and now, a, uh, a something that I didn't think I would be saying, but is a true fact. A matchup for a share of first place in the American Athletic Conference going on at Rice Stadium uh, as the, the Rice Owls welcome in the number 22 Tulane Green Wave. Tulane, an understandable, in my mind, 10.5 point favorite at the Owls, and you think the Green Wave are going to roll. I do. See, that half point's tricky. They put that half point on it to talk, try to talk you into the Rice side. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not falling for this, Vegas. I'm not going to do it. Uh, Tulane gave up a, a pretty big lead last week against North Texas. I'd imagine uh, Willie Fritz and, and the boys have that team pretty pretty prepared to, to play a four-quarter football game after what happened last week. Rice is good, and, and the Gummy Bears on the sideline is awesome. It's a great story. The, the Gummy Worms on the sideline, a, a great story. That offense, JT Daniels, has been excellent. It's just feels kind of like what I was talking about with Texas State, Troy. It just feels a little too soon, right? It feels like a weight class above. Uh, I think Tulane's just a better football team. They're going to win this one by two touchdowns. Tulane last two years have obviously been been excellent. Um, they are 15 and six against the spread overall. More importantly, seven and zero on the road against the spread in that span. So he's Mike Craven. He is our senior college football writer here at Dave Campbell's Tech School and our financial advisor on Craven's Corner. Because on this corner, we make money. Born and bred in Texas hits a little different, as it should. Texas loves doing business with fellow Texans. VCR now takes its Texas roots as seriously as its many partnerships with schools and universities around the state. It's also why we're so proud to promote our brand in the pages of the Texas Bible, Dave Campbell's Texas Football, and on the airwaves of Texas Football Today. Driven by producing quality broadcast video, state-of-the-art audio, and LED video scoreboards at affordable prices, VCR now makes sure to listen to your needs in its athletic department before recommending the next best steps. Building great products is our business, and it's our focus on building meaningful long-term partnerships with our clients that sets us apart. From our 24-7, 365-day help desk, the training lab in our hometown of Red Oak, or our sports marketing business plan that puts money back in the hands of our athletic departments we support, VCR Now is built to last. Reach out to us today at info at vcrnow.com or by calling 855 855- Go VCR now. Again, that's info at vcrnow.com or by calling 855 Go VCR now. 
I'm Jennifer Potter, Executive Director of Be Well Texas. Too many people are struggling alone these days and alcohol and drug deaths are increasing. We started Be Well Texas to offer high quality, science-based addiction treatment and recovery services anywhere, even at home. We provide compassionate, caring support, virtually or in person. In many cases, there is no cost for treatment if you don't have insurance, really. Welcome to Be Well Texas. We're glad you're here. All right, Pickle. It's time for Helpful Honda Mailbag Friday. The North Texas Honda dealers want to help you score on award-winning Hondas like the rugged and reliable 2023 mm-hmm. Honda Ridgeline. Stop by your North Texas Honda dealer today or visit ntxhonda.com to learn more. So if you got questions about high school football, college football, recruiting, lifestyle, romance, travel, get them in on comments on Wednesday. Go back in time, build a time machine, or wait till this Wednesday and we'll do it again next Friday. That's mm-hmm. how this show works. We're on a schedule. We have rules around here, folks. Jeez. That's debatable. Okay, well, we have some rules around here. Anyway, uh, it's helpful Honda Mailback Friday. You sent in your questions. We're going to answer them, starting with this question that Ashley Pickle is going to say right now. Who is the biggest surprise in Texas high school football so far, and who is the biggest disappointment? Hmm. Biggest surprise. <sighs> It was Honeygrove before they lost. <laughs> it was Honeygrove, and they're still in that mix. Yeah. I mean, certainly if they beat Wolf City this week, then it's like, okay, let's let's talk about you. Um, a couple of teams that I think spring to mind. Um, I think Clyde yeah. is yeah, that's really fair. surprising. To be 8-0 at this point is is really surprising. I think that they, they are on that mix. I think, and they've got a big game this week against Longview. I think Tyler... Yeah, Rashawn Woods has come in and done a terrific job with Cujo. I mean, they're six and two. They're going to make the playoffs. Like, I think I think Tyler is in that short list of teams that that I think are are some of the the biggest surprises. It's weird. I might put Willis in that category too, but like mm. we knew that they had. Like, I'll say this: I didn't think they'd be this good. I think it's more surprising that they have more assets other than just yes, DJ Lively. Yes. But I would never say a team with uh, yeah. a superstar elite 11 right. quarterback is necessarily like shocking. Yeah, it's not shocking. But, but yes, but yeah. they definitely proved to us that there is more than just one. Forney? Yeah. I would, I would say all Forney ISD. Forney mm-hmm. and North Forney are yep. combined 14 and 2. Like, that's a real surprise there. Uh, Iowa Colony? Iowa Colony. So Matt Stepp will tell you that he was like, "Yeah, I could have told you that." Oh, uh, whatever. Like, whatever. No, Don't I agree. Get. I agree with you. I think there. I think anytime you have a set like a, a team that's ranked in the top ten, mm-hmm. it's a second year varsity program. They have to be in that surprise category. Midland. Yeah. If they beat Legacy this week, which is just yeah, yeah. If they beat Legacy this week, they're going to win the little Southwest Conference, mm-hmm. which would be crazy considering where they were. Um, 
Would you consider Tidehaven a surprise by any? See, change? I was pretty high on Tidehaven. Tidehaven. I'm not. Uh, I'm, I'm maybe surprised that they've been this good. Mm-hmm. They're they're one of those teams of like they're like the Willis category for me. Yeah. Of like, we know they'd be good. Maybe not this good. Um. Yeah, those are teams that I would say would be the biggest surprises. As far as the biggest disappointments, um, Lancaster. Now, I think they're still going to make the playoffs, but like that was a team we had, I want to say, ranked third to start the year. Yeah. And, like, they have just, they have not been it. Um, Amarillo-Tascosa, it's three and five, the team we had high hopes for out of Region 1. Um, who else would call it? All due respect to our buddy, we do love Dub the Coyote, but Wichita Falls high was a team that we thought was going to be able to capitalize on last year's success and it just hasn't happened for them um all right let me try this one on for a second and they're not bad by any stretch and they may haul off and end up winning the region and may sound and make me sound super dumb Mm -hmm. and maybe it's just the standard that they've set for themselves but liberty hill honestly yeah they've been real the problem with them is they've been inconsistent Mm -hmm. and like for a team that like has always prided themselves on consistency like you know what you're getting with them um they've just been they just haven't had that um round rock round rock is three and five Mm -hmm. and i think that was a team that especially remember they won the state seven on seven we thought that they were going to be a real a real contender um and they may still end up being kind of getting the getting the wheels back on right. but that one that one i think certainly is uh is surprising in in a in a less than positive way uh and temple yeah temple 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 just can't get it together bad this year very Temple's, bad temple just can't get it together and that that's surprising to me because i thought they were a real sleeper there in mm-hmm. central texas so uh yeah that's what i'll that's all i'll say those are my surprises and disappointments for the uh for the season what's next pickle Let's set the world ablaze here. Um, if Jimbo Fisher gets fired at Texas A&M, <laughs> who should the Aggies hire? Okay. So the buyout's like $75 million. I was like, there's a budget issue here, to be honest with you. Is there? Uh, $75 million is a lot of money. I don't care who you are. That's a lot of money. Because it's seventy-five million plus the addition of a new coach. But here's the thing, and, and this, is, this is to me... I want to say that Mike Craven said that. I listened to a bunch of podcasts. I want to say Craven said this on um, Republic of Football. Um, he brought up the point. You can't think of it as a $75 million buyout. Okay? It is. Yeah. But here's the thing. Next year, let's just say you, you let him coach 2024. Mm-hmm. Okay? Do you know what the buyout is next year? Hmm. $65 million. Yeah. So it's not uh, a sudden. <laughs> Bless you. It's not a seventy-five million dollar buyout. It's a ten million dollar decision. Okay. Yeah. Do you want to say because I think everyone everyone agrees. I think everyone agrees, and I I, I mean maybe Jimbo doesn't, but like I think most people agree that he is not going to coach to the end of this contract. Yes. Right. His contract goes to like twenty thirty six. Just again, or something. maybe why you don't sign a ten year contract or twenty thirty no twenty thirty two or something. Like yeah, like they, because they signed that ten year extension, which is just. So I think everyone place. agrees that they are not going to. He's not going to play out the string. He's not going to coach at the end of this contract and then walk away. Right. Right. I don't think anybody at the very get go thought he would coach for ten years there. 
that's to me why I think if you are the people in power here, I like I think there's there's this notion like that people like to throw around. Oh man, like these these like what a dumb extension, a dumb contract. Like they they didn't understand. And we could and we could certainly under have a conversation as to whether or not this was the way to play it. Mm-hmm. But these people do not sign these contracts unless they understand the downside risk. Yeah. Like they didn't get rich by not understanding downside risk. And so they had to, at some point, I'm sure they would have preferred that this goes on for five more years, but I'm sure they thought at some point we're going to need to eat a buyout. Do you know why? Because everyone eats a buyout. Mm -hmm. Everyone eats it. And so to me, you got to think about this. Are you willing to let Jimbo Fisher coach 2024 for 10 million and, and to save $10 million? That's the bigger question. That's the bigger question. Is letting giving him one more year worth $10 million? Because if you just fire him at the end of next year, it's just going to be $65 million or whatever it is, right? Mm-hmm. It's only $10 million saving. So, ultimately, I think he's one loss away from them stroking the check. Yeah. I think they're one loss away from them being like, this is it. Because I think eight and four, and especially the way that it's gone, I think eight and four would represent a pretty significant disappointment. And by the way, I think they're going to beat South Carolina. That's a hot take. I think they're going to beat South Carolina. But like Ole Miss and LSU, they will be lucky to split. Right. Well, and they also might think, too, that $10 million is worth all the players that they've been losing mm-hmm. the past couple of weeks in the for, right. for that's, recruiting. That's the other like, thing. We talked that about that. that has a lasting impact. You're exactly right. That's the other elephant in the room, is that if it becomes clear that the recruiting is starting to fall apart, mm-hmm. I think that makes your decision easier. Yeah. So, all that's to say, the question was, who are candidates? There's one name you're going to hear a lot, and it's Mike Elko. Mike Elko is the Duke head coach. And Duke is having a pretty good year. Pretty good year. Pete Clemson. I don't know what that means anymore. But, yeah, um, I don't think that's as highly touted. They were at one point be. nationally ranked. They're pretty good. Yeah. They had a great year last year in his first year. And I think there's a feeling, one that I share kind of with Aggie, among Aggies, that this whole thing started turning, turning to, to, to dog doo-doo after Mike Elko left. Um, after 2021, then they go and they hire DJ Jerkin to be their defensive coordinator. And Mike Elko is over there being like being a, a star defensive coordinator mm-hmm. or being a, a star for, for Duke. Bring him home, so to speak, and make him head coach. That's one name to keep in mind. I think they're going to call. I mean, I think they would be fools not to not to feel out and, and vet Jeff Trailer. Yep. At UTSA. Now, obviously, they have not had the year that they were hoping for this year, mm-hmm. but they're still in control of their own destiny for the conference title, which would be three straight conference titles. Mm-hmm. And as far as recruiting the state of Texas is concerned, if you want to go from, again, it's the whole idea of like you break up with a girl and then you date a girl who's the exact opposite, mm-hmm. right? If you want to go from Yankee, which is a rude thing to say about uh, Jimbo Fisher because he's from West Virginia, but like... You know what I mean? If oh, you want yeah. to go from non-Texan to true Texan, that would be a way to go. Even just personality-wise, those guys are polar opposites. Joey McGuire would be in that mix as well, but I do wonder. I think that what's happening at Tech this year yeah. is having a bigger impact on his stock mm-hmm. as opposed to 
the what's going on. I think I think that 2023 has been better to Jeff Trailer's stock than it has been to Joey McGuire's stock. Mm-hmm. Um, also, Joey McGuire, also Jeff Trailer's been there longer. He's got more. He's got more skins on the experience. wall, right? Uh, do you make a call to Deion Sanders? That would that would track. If you want to make the splashy hire, he's the splashy hire, and certainly he would he would listen to the phone call because I don't think anybody has any illusions that he's a he's a Colorado lifer, mm-hmm. and to bring him into the SEC, he's already proven that he can he can recruit nationally and he can recruit in that footprint when he did it at Jackson State. Do you call do you call Deion Sanders? Yeah. Um, those would be some initial names that I would keep an eye on. I would also another name to keep it to keep an eye on, and and you'd have to pry him away from the NFL. But Todd Munkin, Todd Munkin was the Georgia offensive coordinator for them on their national championship team last year. He left to go become the offensive coordinator for the Baltimore Ravens. If he, I think you call him and say, hey, do you like the NFL as much as you like college? Mm-hmm. Give us give us a shout. The thing is. Uh, like I know that right now, and and it's 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 a unique phenomenon with with A and M that people love to kick them when they're down. This is a really good job. That the line will form to the left of people who want this job. Everyone's going to want this job, with the exception of like Brian Kelly and Ryan Day and like Jim Harbaugh. Every college football coach and like Kirby Smart and Nick Saban, right? Mm-hmm. Every other college football coach in America is going to want this job because they have everything you need to win a national championship. They just haven't done it. And if you do take them to a national championship, you are God King. Mm-hmm. And that is something to keep an eye on to. So that's a long answer to a short question. All right. We got one more. What is your favorite conspiracy theory? My favorite conspiracy theory. Um, okay, so not the one I believe, not the ones I believe, but the ones that I... Um, okay. I mean, the obvious ones are like the moon landing, JFK, right? Mm-hmm. The obvious ones. Okay, I've got two. One, I love the NBA lottery conspiracy are you familiar with this i think so so go back i want to say it was 94 is that when uh patrick ewing was um was drafted uh no i'm sorry 85 85 drafted in 85 and so the way that there was um the way that the uh the draft went was that there were envelopes in there and like the the commissioner would reach in grab the envelope and that would be the team Right, and that would be the team who picks last. And, and generally speaking, they go from like twelve down to one. So like, for you you want your envelope to be picked last, mm-hmm. right? The theory is that the NBA wanted, or somebody, the NBA wanted the Knicks to be able to draft Patrick Ewing. Okay, mm-hmm. because he's georgetown guy like that part of the world like he's a new york guy um and they want him to they want them to be good um he's from, yeah you want the mass he's from massachusetts he's from that part of the world and he could he could help to revitalize this big this big franchise right 
So they want him to go number one. And so what they did was that they took the the envelope that had the Knicks um, uh, card in it and they put it in the freezer. And then they bring the cards out and they put them in there. And so then David Stern is reaching in there. And he goes, oh, I can't pick that one. That one's cold. Cold. Right? That's I love that one. I love that conspiracy theory. I don't know if it's true. I think I want to believe it's true. That kind of rocks. Yeah. yeah I'm gonna, that, uh, I like the frozen envelope theory from the NBA, the, uh, the NBA draft lottery. Um, you also hear that every year, every year you hear that with, you watch the Champions League draw, right? Same thing of like they're they're grabbing, the, they're, mm-hmm. they got to swirl the balls around and grab it. Oh, There's yeah. people who think that like some of the balls are like heated up. Heated up. Yeah, or yeah, something like that or colder funny. and stuff. So that like you can get it by touch. I love that. Okay. The other one is New Coke. Do you know about this one? Mm, New I Coke. Don't know. So this is back in the eighties. Um, when did New Coke come out? New Coke came out in um, nineteen ninety. Or no, it was no nineteen eighty five. Uh, yeah. So New Coke. Um, basically, Coca Cola was rocking and rolling, mm-hmm. right? But in nineteen eighty five. They said, you know what? Like, I think I think that they're um, they were losing market share, and so they said, you know what? We're gonna reformulate it. We're gonna make it. We're gonna we're gonna rejigger it and stuff like that. And it was universally hated, universally hated, so much so that they pulled it. Like, I don't remember how far it came back. Like, how long until they they they, they reversed it in. 79 days. Oh my gosh. 79 days. New all. Coke was out. That's like barely even long enough to be on shelves at that right. point. But 79 days, there was such outrage that they were like, you know what? Hey, 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 we're going back to the old formula. It's Coca-Cola Classic, which is what it's called now, right? Mm-hmm. You see it. It's called Coca-Cola Classic. The conspiracy theory is that they knew that it would be garbage, but they did it to get like people talking about it and that their market share went back up, which it did. That's funny. Uh, but there's a great quote from the guy who, um, uh, I, I always think about, uh, what's his name? Um, his name is D- Donald Keough. Okay. He is the, uh, he's the, uh, the, the president C, uh, COO of, of Coke at the time. And he had a great quote afterwards when somebody asked him about like this conspiracy theory, they intentionally changed it like just to go back to, to kind of as like an advertising ploy. Mm-hmm. His quote was, we're not that dumb and we're not that smart, <laughs> which <laughs> I buddy, feel <laughs> I feel in a big way. Yeah. Not that dumb, not that smart. Anyway, those are my two favorites. I like the one that there's the uh, like secret chamber behind Mount Rushmore mm. with mm-hmm. all the, like with super important government documents mm-hmm. in it. That rocks. It does. Because imagine- it makes a lot of sense because it's in South Dakota, right? Yeah. South Dakota, North Dakota. It's in one of the Dakotas. South. South Dakota. Yeah. yeah. It's in South Dakota. Yeah. Uh, but they said there's Eastside like Compton. one behind Abraham Lincoln's head. And yeah. I just love the idea of someone trying to sneak up there and finding it. Or the idea that like someone had the idea of like, oh, yeah, let's make a giant rock about our presidents. And then that's where we'll put all of the documents. Like, oh, um, isn't that pretty obvious? Yes, that is pretty <laughs> obvious. Um have you heard of the conspiracy theory about the Denver airport? Mm-mm. So the Denver airport is um, reportedly like the meeting place in the central hub for the Illuminati. 
No. Yes, and it's like apparently like people like see all these symbols on the wall and oh. stuff like that. And apparently like the um the Denver airport like leaned into it at some point like on their Twitter account oh, and rocks. like would like like put in like intentionally put in like symbols oh, or something into yeah. their into their their tweets and stuff like that, which is great. Uh yeah. Anyway, those are my favorite conspiracy theories. Uh I think that's going to do it. Yeah. That's going to do it for us. Remember Dave Campbell's Texas Football tonight. Tonight, 7:30 p.m. Facebook, YouTube, texanlive.com and on Twitter, watch it for two and a half hours of live whip around coverage of the biggest games across the state of Texas in a massive week 10 of Texas high school football. Uh, thanks for spending a part of your day with us. One more thing to do before we go, Pickle, and that is to roll out the week 10, week 9, week 9, Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week. Dave Campbell's Texas Football, in conjunction with the Tax Act Texas Bowl, is proud to present the Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week Award to the most deserving high schooler in the state of Texas. Each Monday, TexasFootball.com announces 10 candidates for that week's award based on the previous week's on-field performance. Fans then decide the winner by voting on TexasFootball.com. Congratulations to this week's winner of the Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week Award. For more information, visit TexasFootball.com.